Podcasting from Phoenix, Arizona, the home of year-round flip-flops, the nation's largest city park, and Cactus League spring training. This is The Saver and the Spender, a weekly podcast about budgeting and money habits from both perspectives. And now, here are your hosts, The Saver and financial coach, Kelsa Dickey, and her husband, The Spender, Michael Dickey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the episode six of The Saver and the Spender. It's been a little while. We've been a little busy. It's been actually like a crazy busy two or three weeks or however long it's been. We've had a lot of stuff going on and and other engagements that have been keeping us away from podcasting. We're we're back and we're going to get some more stuff out to you guys. Yeah. Life keeps us just as busy as everybody else. So I know one of the questions people often ask us is how do we find time to budget? We're actually going to cover all of that in episode seven. So stay tuned. These last couple of weeks really made us think about what a great topic to cover because you know, we have to find time to manage our money really well, just like everybody else has to find time to eat well or exercise, clean your house, go to work, take care of the kids, everything. So yeah, everything. that's our next topic. But tonight, very nonchalantly about money, very randomly, um, we say it probably more often than we realize, and they have a bigger impact about uh, how we feel about our money than what we may realize. So we're going to talk about, I'm going to list a whole bunch of them. And trust me, this list is endless. So we would love to hear from you guys on some of the things as I'm, you know, listing off some of these, what are the, some of the things that you, it dawns on you that you tell yourself. Okay. Um, and also leave comments once you see the post go out with the podcast, because these are things that people tell themselves all the time. So I'm going to give you an example. We all know that so many people think that if you make good money, you are selfish or you're not a good person. That is sort of out there. And I think more and more nowadays, there is uh, people are becoming aware of that belief and that it's not always true. And so that's a good thing. Um, One of the things that I find that I've told myself for years, this is my belief, okay? One of the things I say is that my grandparents were millionaires, but you would never know it. Okay, so I don't just mention that they had a lot of money, you know, I actually mention that you would never know it. And I say that with such pride and such um, love in the fact that they had a lot of money, but yet you would never know it as if their money never defined them, Hmm. you know. And I actually think that is one of the beliefs that I have for money and without even realizing it, that I want people to love their money. I want you to have a lot of it. I want you to feel really good about it. And I think you can do all of those things without believing that it will define you somehow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, we went to a course this last weekend and the, uh, one of the topics was about how money is a magnifier. The idea that it, whatever type of person you are right now, that you get more money and it's simply going to make you more of that type of person. Mm. So if you are a bad person, a liar, a selfish person, you make more money, you're just going to continue to do that, but on a grander scale. If you are a giving person, a humble person, a loving person, um, a responsible person, you are simply going to do that even more with more money. I see. Okay, yeah, so it magnifies sense. whatever yeah, yeah. situation or whatever personality you already have. And so, mm. you know, really just like my grandparents, uh, it didn't define them. They were good people, hardworking people, still are. Um, and, you know, the money was simply, you know, a, an addition to their life that made them already better people. So mm-hmm. I remember one of the times when I was 
uh, my older sister got married one year. I got married the second year. And then my younger sister got married the third year. So bam, bam, bam. And my grandma bought a dress for my older sister's wedding. And it was a pink dress. I remember it. And uh, my grandma, the next year, I was getting married. And she called me and said, it's okay if not, but I was hoping you wouldn't mind if I wore the same dress to your wedding that I wore, your sister's wedding. But if you want me to go out and buy a new dress, I will. And I said, Mm -hmm. of course, Grandma, I don't mind, you know. It was probably the only time she wore that, you know, fancy dress. So there are some beliefs that we all have that we say very nonchalantly, and we want to try and challenge those. And I find myself saying all the time with people um, that I'm going to challenge what you just said. Because people say things without even realizing the impact of their words on how they're going to manage their money. So I made a list of some of the things I hear most often. But again, I would love to hear from you guys on some things that you might uh, resonate with. So one of the things people say all the time is it's only $5 or it's only $19 in the sense of, well, I could save that or I could throw it to my credit card, but it's only $15. And I actually think the idea of putting the word only in front of any dollar amount is very limiting. It's a very limiting belief because if you don't want your $20 or if that's not that big of a deal to you, you can give it to me and I will throw it towards one of my goals. You will make progress towards your goals in some of the smallest ways and you'll actually get ahead faster by making the most of very small uh, transactions and saving every little dollar, okay? Um, So it doesn't matter if it's $2. One of the things that I like to encourage my clients to do is Even if it's $2, if you have $2, you throw it towards your goal that month, okay? Because Mm -hmm. especially in a month where you feel like you just got your butt kicked a little bit, maybe a lot of whammies happened, getting ahead even a little bit will make you feel uh, so, so good, okay? Um, The other thing is I just need to make more money. So people who uh, say this are not taking control over their decisions and their actions and the solutions that they can do today. They're simply going to try and wait until they make more money. And guess what? You're going to make more money and it's not going to be any easier. So try not to say that. Um, I make good money for someone like me or for someone in my industry with my experience or any number of things, which there's the factual way of saying it. And then there's the limiting way of saying it, which is that, so I am going to settle for this, Hmm. okay? Uh, I knew something was bound to happen. So you're about to have a good month. You're about to pay something to a credit card. You're about to put money in savings. And then you find yourself saying, I knew something was bound to happen. That simply concedes that you are not in control of your money and you concede that you never will be. And that's not okay. You're not willing to settle for that anymore, okay? Uh, I'll never be out of debt. I'll never have savings. I'll have student loans till the day I die. Um, again, challenge that belief. Uh, one of the things that I love to do is look at a person's budget, come up with a timeline, come up with an end date of when they're actually going to have a debt paid off or their student loans paid off. And then I say, are you happy with that answer? And a lot of the times they say, no, they want it to be faster. And so I say, let's make it happen faster then. What can we do to make it happen faster? Okay. And if you couple that strategy with the idea that no dollar amount is too small, or even if we can get it paid one month sooner, that's still progress and it's still better than nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Ooh, this is a really good, I hear this one all the time. Ready? I'll figure it out later. I'm going to go ahead and book this vacation and how I'm going to pay for it. I'll figure it out later, or I'm going to buy this. I'm going to put on my credit card and I will figure it out later. Okay. So 
don't figure it out later. Figure it out today before you make the purchase. Even if it's not an ideal scenario, know exactly how you're planning to pay it off. Know exactly what you're willing to sacrifice to get that vacation, let's say. Any number of things, but make sure you figure it out today, not later. No later, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is... uh, if you look at people who, um, and you simply make judgments about everyone else. So, and I see this actually in two different extremes. So some people will look at their friends or family members when they're buying things and they will say, everyone else can afford things and I can't. First of all, you don't know if they can afford it. You don't know how they're paying for it. And you don't know what they're giving up in order to afford it if they are. Okay. So you don't know all their numbers. You don't know all their sacrifices. Um, and so try not to make a judgment one way or the other. The other way I see it is a person that says, um, oh, I know that person's putting all that stuff on credit cards or, oh, I know that person's paying for all of that with debt or they're taking out all these car payments and yada, yada. Again, you don't know. You don't know if their work pays for their nice car. Maybe they do. Um, there's just so many things that you, you know, you're not sure about. And so try not to worry about it one way or the other. You don't want people making those judgments about you and the decisions you make. So don't make them about other people. Uh, let's see. And then finally, the last one is the idea of I deserve it. And this is something I feel very passionately about because when a client says that they deserve, you know, a new iPhone or a new computer uh, anything, a new furniture in their house, curtains. I mean, they're, you name it, they deserve it, right? And I don't question that at all. I do feel like I, the people that we surround ourselves with are some of the most hardworking individuals ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do deserve wonderful things in life. I simply think they deserve even more than that. I think they deserve to have money and savings so that they can sleep at night. I think they deserve to have peace of mind that if something happens to them, their family is going to be taken care of. Uh, I think that they deserve to pay for their their life five years from now, not just today and all the things that they want today. So I actually want to challenge the belief that all you really deserve is a new iPhone. I think you might actually deserve more than that. So try not to, uh, to fall a victim to that trap of I deserve it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So do you think that this is the, this type of self-talk or whatever you want to call it is mainly just justification for, um, the way that they have been living with their budget or. Yeah. I don't even think it's always a justification. I I think Mm. some people grow up with certain beliefs, especially in their household or, uh, and they don't even realize it. Mm. So I don't think it's like something that you're always conscious of, which is why, you know, talking about it, if you hear me say these things today, maybe the next time you hear yourself say them or think them, it might actually dawn on you. And again, Mm -hmm. I don't really think this is something that you're very aware of. Um, And then some people are aware of it. You know, for years and years and years, I said, my grandparents were millionaires, but you would never know it. And it I said it for years before I ever realized I said it all the time, Mm -hmm. you know? So I I do think there's awareness makes it so that you can then stop the belief from happening. You can start to question that belief. You can start to question that philosophy and change it for the better. Nice. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. So we would love to hear from you guys. Leave us comments on what it is that you find yourself saying after this podcast. I would love, love, love to hear about it. And then we can start a conversation about it. Absolutely.
Great. And yeah, you can uh, message us on Facebook or email me at michael at fiscalfitnessphx.com with any any kind of that self-talk that you now realize or have realized in the past that um, might be affecting your budget you're spending in your life. Because yes. um, we definitely want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if you guys want to go out and give us uh, a review on iTunes, that'd be very helpful. Um, something we really haven't been talking about, but with our, our podcast, uh, the Saver and the Spender is on iTunes, it's on Stitcher. So, um, go out there and subscribe to those and, uh, leave us a review and that'd be very helpful. Yes. All right. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Have a great week. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Saver and the Spender. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address, www.fiscalfitnessaz.com to your family, friends, and colleagues. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at I Am Fiscally Fit and on Facebook at Fiscal Fitness PHX. Join us next time for another edition of The Saver and the Spender.